Tried to hit Jazzy Faye on there. I went to a little more Michael Buffer, but it is episode four of RSPN. Mm-hmm. All of our loyal viewers and listeners, welcome back. He's Jeff and I am Mark. We are back <clears throat> for you this week. The NBA season starts next week on October 16th, and Jeff and I have spent the week debating our best moments that we are anticipating for the NBA season. Our top 10. We have them ranked for you, we have them debated for you. I think, I think they'll mentions. be I think they'll be interested in this as well. A few honorable mentions that we had to put a little bit to the <laughs> side, but they're definitely worth noting. This is going to be a very big season, the 73rd NBA season mm. um, going down next week. Any of the moments that we have anticipated will be shared to you. But as of right now, we're going to start this episode like we have from the past with an RNC Fantasy League update. Oh, man. Um, so, well, Jeff, I need to know who's getting banged. Well, uh, I'm going to lose this week uh, to Pease. Um, Disgraceful. Yeah, I, I made a mistake. I didn't start Ebron. I started uh, Gronk over Ebron, and that, that literally ruined me. So I'm going to end up two and three this week. I still need to have a conversation with Manny because he's going to win again this week. We he's started going, this Manny, hashtag listen, call, Manny. Manny's going five and oh. <laughs> hey, you want, you want to know something some crazy Brian is about to be five and zero. Y'all at Brian five and zero, everybody. Bro, I mean, I, what am I supposed to do? I respect it. What am I supposed to do? I respect it. Brian, Brian has been Rossberger, uh as his quarterback. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Melvin Gordon. He's got a he's got a really good team. Like two star running backs. He's he's eating. He's eating, bro. So he's got big bathroom stall as his quarterback. He's got oh, Zeke Elliott. God, bro. Yeah, he's yeah, crazy. Melvin, he's got Melvin Gordon, who is the Chargers starting running back. He's a beast. Titans defense. Uh, Devontae Adams is wide receiver. He does have T.Y. Hilton, who's out now, but he's got he's got a squad, man. But he's doing he's doing really good. He's about to go five and zero. Cam is about to lose this week, so he's gonna go to two and three with me. Mm-mm-mm. And he's losing to uh, your boy, my man, Hugh Dog. Young Huey. <laughs> big Huey. <laughs> big Huey. Yo, we got to get Big Huey on the show. We got to get Big uh, Huey on the Yeah, show, I do man. want Huey on the show. But, yeah, Young Huey uh, is going to get that dub today. And then J5 is going to go down to two and three as well. Cliff is going to get his first dub. He's going one and four. Cliff, one, one and four? four? <laughs> I wonder he sounded so defeated last week. Shout out to he, Cliff for last week. Yeah, he will, he will be getting his first dub this week. And, by the way, um, Manny – the, the person Manny is beating right now is Ty. Ty is going to go to one and four as well. So, yeah. God damn. That's what's going on right now, man. So, Manny and Brian running in RNC Fantasy. Yep. How early is it? Which week should I start asking about playoffs? Basically, as soon as real playoffs start. I'm sorry. Um, I'm lying. I'm lying. I think it's the last four weeks of the, the, the season, I want to say. So I'm looking around like uh, after Thanksgiving, December. Yeah, it's we're on week five, and there's thir- We're gonna play all thirteen weeks, but the last, I want to say the last few weeks are playoffs. Don't quote me. That's when I gotta kick this slander up. Yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get tough. It's gonna get tough. I'm actually trying to I'm trying to get dubs. So I made a mistake this week. It is what it is. Next season, you need to you need to do the the fantasy league, and I'll just put you on. I'll just nah. 
And I'm it, telling you, bro, just do it, bro. Nah. Are you, if if I start the basketball this weekend, are you gonna do it? You wanna do it? The thing with the thing with basketball, I know. Well, listen, listen. I know it's shit. a lot. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. I'm just asking. I'm gonna I'm gonna put something in the chat probably tomorrow and ask it if who wants to do it. Depending on how many yeses I get, mm-hmm. I'll do it. But it is a lot of work. It is. So that's why I'm. And I'm gonna be honest with everybody. Actually, when y'all, matter of fact, when y'all listen to the show, y'all hear me saying this. Obviously, do you guys want to do an NBA fantasy league? Just let me know. If I get enough yeses, then we can do it. If not, it's not a big deal. I know we, it's might, have, we, might, we might have to ask the commission if Manny's going to be the commissioner <laughs> of the NBA season. Then you know he'll have it all situated for us. Right. But we still we still got to hear from the commissioner relating to this uh, five and zero. We've got yeah, some uh, we got some people that have been asking some questions. Nah, nah, nah. If 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 we start the NBA, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start it. Oh, you're the commish? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one, and I'm gonna show. I'm gonna send the rules to the chat. I'm gonna say everything to the chat so they can all see what's going. Now, I'm not, I don't think Manny's cheating, by the way. I don't want to. Oh, you can't. You can't. We can't ask for the commission then say. I don't want to imply cheating. that he's cheating. Manny, Jeff thinks you're cheating. So does Cliff. <laughs> Come through, <laughs> Cliff. That's another story. Cliff. Cliff's a different. <laughs> Cliff's a different type of nigga. So. Is <laughs> gonna be a David Stern type of commissioner, or are we getting a little Adam Silver? Oh no, we gonna be. It's gonna be a. Uh, it's gonna be a Jeffrey. It's gonna be like Jeffrey, man. It's gonna be super lit. It's gonna be pro black. It's gonna be. You ban you, you banning niggas for life if they if they act up. No, I don't ban niggas, man. I'm not doing that. Look, go out there, draft right, and play every night. That's it. If you hear a take from somebody in the uh, in the uh, RSP and NBA fantasy that goes like, you know what, I think Kanye has a point. <laughs> they getting banned hey, for life. I may, I may void any trades that you try to <laughs> that you try to go through. So trades getting void. That reminds me of. Um, Don't mention that nigga around me. <laughs> that reminds me of two K leagues where um, back in the day, you all do these one? people. If we had it, we could do two K league. We could do two K league, guaranteed. T- it's, hey, as soon as as soon as the trade goes down, Mark, I'm mm-hmm. copping. But I am not. I'm not playing this game. Why until this trade goes? You understand why? Do you understand why I would why I wouldn't play it until then? Oh yeah, I forgot you're still taking a knee on 2K until Butler's off your team. I don't want him on my team. If people know how 2K works, I could put him on the bench, but then I'm just playing without whatever trade assets we're gonna get for him. So you still kind of gotta look at him. That that's what I'm saying. I just I'm just gonna wait for him to get traded, and then I'll go cop. I'll go cop 2K. We are going to have Chris Mack on with us later in the uh, later in the show to discuss the UFC 229. I'm sure you see yeah. Conor McGregor getting punched directly into his face on this cover. Yeah, uh, he's going to be on with us to discuss <laughs> what went down on Saturday night. I got I got big giggles out of that cover, by the way. From the from the undercard all the way to the main event, everything that led up to the main event, and uh, what was really the main event? That's what we're gonna really ask. Yeah, exactly. There were about two or three different main events on that <laughs> Saturday night, so we will get to all of those with Chris when he comes on a little bit later. We'll get to our top 10 moments that we're anticipating in the long storyline of the 73rd NBA season. Jeff, we've taken an entire week to try and decide what we are going to highlight, what we're going to analyze yeah. for this season, and I think we've yeah. got a solid 10. Before we get to the list, we'll go to our honorable mentions, those that we had to cut from the top 10, but are definitely worth mentioning. Things that I'm going to look out for, things that Jeff is going to look out for. We'll start with something that we talked about last season, something that we want to see a large improvement on. Awards night, 
they got to do some shit about awards night. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, well, look, well, I, I'm I'm compromising with the fact that they're gonna want to do a show. That's why I'm that's why I'm saying this. So Woj and Shams was originally on our list um, <laughs> because that is a war that I love who, fighting. Who you think? Who you think got it this? Who who you think gonna gonna handle it this time? Bro? I battle with all Shams Hive. If you're Shams Hive, please mention me. I'm not with Shams, bro. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not with the Shams. Not Hive. This, sorry, sorry. I mean, he could right. get. He could get. I think he didn't. He report something first today. It was the uh, oh Did the he? the yeah it was the um, Javante Murray injury. Oh the the um the injury to Javante Murray. Uh, that'll be something that we are going to be discussing. A point guard that goes down for the San Antonio Spurs. Point guard that actually wanted to watch a lot this season, and now he yeah, has a, a tear within his ACL. It's unfortunate. They already lost Tony Parker to Charlotte. You see the play? Did not see the play. No, it was non-contact. A non-contact tear within his ACL, so that is going to be even yeah, more terrible or more difficult to try and recover from. So it sucks because he's he's good. He's gonna be really good. he's he's still gonna be really good. You know, I just you know ACLs are are I don't know if everybody else has noticed the way ACLs. I mean, they're still pretty bad, and you still have to do time away from the league. But players have been coming back off of them a lot better. You know, if you look at it from five ten years ago, so. Yeah, shout out to DeJounte Murray. That was one point guard that I actually wanted to see continue to excel, uh, not only in San Antonio, but in the Western Conference, where there's a lot of point guard action going on right now. So hopefully he'll be able to have a good recovery and come back uh, fairly soon, if this season at all. So. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's coming back this season. Uh, speaking of coming back, uh, David Fisdale and the New York Knicks was something that I was anticipating for the season. Uh, it is off our top 10, but that will be something that, unfortunately, I am admitting to positively you know, look at a Knicks season. I like Fisdale. What do you think about so, Fisdale? Yeah, I, I really like Fisdale, um, but I'm not necessarily excited. I think that's why I told you to take it off the list. Uh, and finally... Mello in Houston <laughs> was actually Mello in Houston was something that I wanted to talk. That might be like 10 and a half. That's another one I said. Is, is, that the, is that the other one I cut? It might be. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I cut that. <laughs> so, I'm ready for the positive and the negative of Mello I'm in ready, Houston. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for all smoke. I don't want no positive out of that. I've already seen cameras. Very, somebody's, very... A, somebody's a Rockets fan. That... Cam. Cam is a Cam's Rockets, a Rockets fan. Rockets well, I don't want to – something he said in the chat. I'm pretty sure he's a Rockies fan. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask him. Well, from what I've seen, people have had cameras already on Melos. <laughs> I've seen where he took the long two and already apologized to the bench. I'm sure the, the magnifying glass is going to be completely on Carmelo Anthony. And I mean, he might as well save his apologies for the end of the season. Man. Oh, it's coming. Those, it's going to be at least 82 apologies a game. Those yeah, long two, those triple threat jabs, hey, those on uh, the way. Can you, I can't wait for Melo to try to call ISO on this team. Those ISO calls, hey, <laughs> on the way. James is going to stand there with his hands on his hips. Yeah, it's going to get rough. Chris Paul, hands on his hips. It's going to get rough. I believe that. <laughs> All right, let's get the drums ready. Number 10 in our most anticipated moments of the 2018-2019 NBA season is laughing at Tristan Thompson. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to laugh at this thing in April. So, how many times is he going to fuck up on and off the court this this season? I mean, he's already did it in preseason. Uh, We're not talking about on the court. 
Yeah. Uh, he already did it within media. You weren't aware of his quote to media saying that the East is still with the Cleveland Cavaliers and anybody who is attempting to <laughs> hit nice now that LeBron's out on the West side, you still have to go through Colin Sexton, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, <laughs> J.R. Smith, and Seti Osman. Yeah. That's a that's an outrageous statement that he made. Good luck to you, man. Yeah, mm. shout out to everybody that's like, oh, he's technically correct. Yeah, all right. He's yeah, not technically right. correct. We're gonna he's, find out we're gonna find not, out in April. I like that, man. Yeah, we're gonna find out. Absolutely. We're gonna find out in April. What's number nine, Mark? Number nine, hit the drums is Oh dear God. Fucking tanking. 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 Your favorite I'm speechless. <laughs> Come on, Mark. Be real though. You know what? I'm not going to fall for this trick. I'm not going to fall for this Sixers trick. I said that I was going to be slanderless Sixers this season. You were just slandering them. Mm -mm. Mark, you were just slandering them. I didn't put a a name on it. (laughs) I didn't put a name on it. (laughs) What you, man? (laughs) Well, you know what? Adam Silver did say that he was going to find some better ways to indicate the teams that are tanking in the NBA and deal with that appropriately. I don't believe so, it. So, so who's tanking this season? Who's your tank? Not necessarily that I don't believe Adam Silver, but I don't believe that there's a way to specifically prove that. <clears throat> so it's going to continue to happen. Mm. I think people look at a Zion Williamson start salivating and say, <laughs> I need that on my team immediately. So this is going to continue. Not we'll If it's see. not Zion, it's somebody else. We'll see. We'll see, bro. I'm telling you, it's still prevalent. It's not gone. I hear you. You, you, do you think you think... An organization can get every player to agree that we're going to be tanking this season? Or do you think tanking is more, we're not going to do anything for this team, we're tanking, but the players aren't knowing we're tanking? Oh, they're going to do it very, very sneakily. Okay. Sneakily. Okay. I like that word, sneakily. Sneakily is the word that I have to use for it. All right, Mark. <laughs> Shout out to this. Oh, oh, almost did it. Nope, nope. Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. What's, uh, nope, what's, nope, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not losing this bet. I'm go not ahead. losing this bet. Slanderless. Go ahead, man. Slanderless. Mm-hmm. But I'm really hoping that they find an end to the shit. Because I don't see it ending this year. No, it's not. Trust. All right, hit the drums back. Number eight on our most anticipated list is... Ooh, the three sophomores. The three sophomores are our three rookies from last season that ended up being the three that were talked about the most for the Rookie of the Year campaign. Yeah. Jason Tatum on the Boston Celtics, Ben Simmons on the Philadelphia 76ers, and Donovan Mitchell on the Utah Jazz. What kind of seasons do you think that they will have now that they have all had very good rookie seasons on their respective teams, and now they are sophomores trying to improve their teams even more? I really like I really really like Tatum. We're gonna we're gonna get into the Celtics at some point, but that team is I mean it's stacked. But I I I expect him to do very well this season. I don't really see much of a of a downfall. I just don't know what his minutes are going to consist of. I guess I think and Brad he, Stevens will find a, a, a positive. He definitely will. He's one of the greatest coaches that, out. So Tatum has also taken his game very seriously. Not only working with. <clears throat> Uh, different NBA players throughout the summer, yeah. but uh, embracing his love for Kobe Bryant, getting plenty of pointers through him. And yeah. Kobe has also embraced him as one of his best students. 
uh, now he takes from that and brings it into Boston. Now your boy Ben Simmons. Um, Tell you the same. <clears throat> your boy Ben Simmons, man. I, I think my boy. yeah, your boy. Yeah, your boy. I I don't expect uh, you know anything to fall from him. I think his shooting will improve. I don't know if it'll be dramatic. I just think it will improve, and I think that's really all that matters as long as it's something. But he'll he'll have this. He'll you know he'll keep continuing to grow. He'll be fine. I don't I don't see anything any issues going on with him. Of course, I don't want to even consider any three of these guys getting injured. So I'm not even talking like that. I'm just saying just from playing all year. Uh, and just being the player that you know we know them to be when they're healthy, I suspect a good year. You think Donovan's overall the rookie stuff from last year? Or do you think that might be Donovan keeps as a chip on his shoulder? Donovan may have more of a slump. That's all I'm That's saying. Good. And okay. I don't mean that from uh, to like from his talent. I just think that he's going to be on the radar uh, a lot more. Defenses are going to be as far as the magnifying just, glass. Yeah, just from yeah, just from a defensive perspective, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's definitely going to be looked at a lot harder. Um, these rookies, these kids that we're talking about right now, you can't even look at them. You know, they are sophomores, but you can't even look at them like that because they will tear you up. Mm-hmm. It's true. Any three of them will just you know they can do it. So I I, I think I'll be keeping an eye on Donovan <clears throat> Mitchell more so than the other two. I think Tatum's game. I, lo- I love watching them play. Tatum's Tatum is, I mean, he's the most complete out of both of those guys. Tatum's game is pretty much spoken for, um, yeah. and and Boston and Philadelphia will end up being probably the two most talked about teams uh, throughout yeah. the Eastern Conference this season, just like how they were last season as well. But Donovan, I want to see more out of him. I think the the original comparisons to Dwayne Wade last season so it kind of took me back a little bit, and I kind of. <laughs> back the way but throughout the uh throughout the first round and them even advancing to the second round and beating Oklahoma City with Carmelo, Paul George and a Westbrook that still averaged a triple double throughout the season uh to move on and play Houston in the second round uh I want to see more of that. I want to see if those comparisons actually end up true or if he ends up tries and dispels those comparisons of being a Dwayne Wade and be his own person instead. I mean was he taking the comparisons or was it just, or was it just I media? I don't, I, I think, I think that was mainly just media doing comparisons. Has okay. anybody ever, has anybody ever brought that up to Donovan? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't, I'm not Specifically sure. Typically being the next Dwayne Wade, but I think he'd take that as a compliment. Yeah, no, no, he should. I mean, Mitchell's a good player. So, I mean, I expect him to keep improving. I just, I think it's going to be a, a bit tougher for him this year. Like I said, I just think he's going to be, uh, under that scope, like you said. All right, number seven on the most anticipated list. Let's hit the hit the drums, hit the drums, hit the drums. The winner of Kawhi Leonard and Demar Derozan trade. Mm, this is this is one. Of, this is a, this is tough. I want both those guys to be successful, bro. This is something that actually should be pretty high, but there's a <clears> lot <throat> of things that we're looking forward to this season. It ended up being a trade that uh, was pretty shocking, at least to a lot of people within Toronto. A lot of people did not expect for the management to treat DeMar DeRozan the way that they did, but that ended up being a trade that still went down. So they got over that pretty quickly. They got Danny Green. Yeah, I mean. And now DeMar DeRozan is over in San Antonio with LaMarcus Aldridge and uh, Greg Popovich, of course, and plenty of other pieces. And I don't think San Antonio is going to fall off. I don't think it might improve Toronto in ways that 
could keep them around that number one and number two area. Uh, their number one last year ended up not um, being the most spectacular number one since they right. got it didn't swept and embarrassed by Cleveland. It didn't work but, out. But Kawhi is when he's healthy, he's not. He, that is not Demar Rosen. Yeah, Kawhi could keep them there. <laughs> and hopefully yeah, it would yeah. be a more I mean, more respectable number one than last year. Yeah, that's no disrespect to DeRozan, but I mean Kawhi when he's healthy, man, you know, that's a potential top three player. Now that, we don't we don't know how he is. So I mean, I think DeRozan will end up doing his thing. I think DeRozan will end up doing his thing and keep San Antonio afloat. Uh, hopefully, in an area where they still continue to make playoffs. We'll see. They, remember, the, they just lost Murray as well. And he, yeah, exactly. You know, he's so supposed to be, be Tony Parker's replacement, basically. So. Pop will have to work some things out, but he's still Popovich. So, all right, hit the drums. Number six. Oh, this is gonna hurt so bad. I don't even want to read it. You read it. What is it? Number six in our most anticipated list is Wade three sixteen. Oh, Wade. Wade sixteen. Look, man, this is it, Mark. I think I've come to terms with it. You know what? It won't be that bad. It'll be pretty fun. Should I say it? If it's about to be slander, I'm cutting my mic off. <laughs> they don't love you like that, man. No, no, no. He's not getting Paul Pierce. <laughs> He's not getting Paul Pierce. No, I no, no. I'm, I'm, only, te- I'm only teasing. Yeah, man. Uh, Wade's had a great career. That's all I got to say. The Hall of Fame career, sir. Yeah, he's no, he, he, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Top three shooting guard of all time career, sir. Say different. Say different. <laughs> say, say different. Say different. <laughs> Hey man, I, that's not something I want to give to you because I'd have to really I have to think about that. But I, that's not a comment I'm about to give. You're not getting me on that. Sorry, it, but it made me laugh. So maybe that tells you something. It made you fucking laugh, yo. <laughs> somebody, just, somebody, rain Jeff's mentions with some Wade gifts real quick. Hey man, listen, I'm not, I'm not shitting on Wade. Some I YouTube have, performances, some classic Wade moments. <laughs> I have no, I don't shit on I Wade, need him. man. I Wade's need a, rookie Wade, Wade looks like a cool guy, man. 05, 06 playoffs. Hey, man. Return in 09. They don't love you like that. They don't love you like that. 2010, <laughs> 2012. Just, just rain Jeff mentions with them. Oh, man. We're going we gonna to get you a Wade 316 T. I need that. I need yeah. those. Yeah. Maybe, I seen the hoodie. Maybe, it was like 80. Maybe uh, we can put a little wager up or something. Maybe I'll get you a custom T if I lose something. I need the official. I don't want the, I don't want the gilding. No, I'm gonna get you to get. <laughs> don't give me no Gildan Wade three sixteen. I'm gonna put it on a. I'm gonna put it on a pro club. A pro, all right. Yeah, that's you know that's what? honorable. I'm from LA. That's honorable. Fucking pro club. I'm gonna put it on a pro club. You ready to get me the official official? I ain't Wade. Don't need no more money. Wade don't here. need no more money. They don't love you like that. He's playing for two mil. Of course, he needs it. And you know what's worse? What's it's worse? not it's not even just Wade. What is it? This is another season where a lot of the people that we grew up with, well, a few of the people that we grew up with are slowly backing out. We've had Ginobili announce his retirement and leave the San yeah. Antonio Spurs. <clears throat> Nick Collison has retired. Mm, I didn't even know that. Uh this past summer. And we're getting very, very close to what the Dallas Mavericks are going to do. Well, they don't really have to do anything, but how they're going to prepare for Dirk Nowitzki when he decides that it's his time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's first ballot. That's going to be a big deal. I think Dirk retiring is a bigger deal than Wade. I'm just going to keep it a buck with you, Martin. I know you hate hate to hear that. 
I know you hate to hear that. <laughs> I know you hate to hear that because I know how you hate the Mavs, but Dear hey, man. God. I'm just okay. If, could you could you could you put it off? Could you put all your all your Miami Heat love off and tell me? In what world is Dirk Nowitzki retiring? To you know, you know who it's bigger. No, you know what? In what world? In what world? Dirk what retiring world? is bigger than Wade retiring. I am not a German white male, so I cannot agree. I am not I a Mavericks fan. Man. I cannot I'm, agree. I'm not a Heat or a Mavericks fan. I'm only calling it like I see it. I'm. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm waiting until Chris gets on. He needs to hear this. He, he, <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I am just so. St- Let's move on. The room, the room is dizzy. Right. <laughs> the room is dizzy right now. The room. The room is fucking dizzy right now. Do you remember? Do you remember what they used to call Dirk when he was oh getting banged God. by the Let's Trailblazers not, on, and getting man. banged? In, the We Believe you, Warriors. You only want, you only want the Miami Heat. You only want to talk about the, the times he got banged. Do you remember what they used to call Dirk before tw- before it only uh, hey, before ladies June and gentlemen, 2011. Ladies and gentlemen, it only took a little bait, ladies and gentlemen. Before oh, this was this was not bait. This it was only not took bait. a little bait, believe, ladies and gentlemen. You believe this? Oh, I believe, believe this, and I know you I believe do. it, but I still baited you. This is not bait. On, this man. is not bait. Let it let it all out, man. And I, and I know there's not people that if, just God, like I just like people. I just just like I and oh yeah, there's definitely people. If that there are people that fucking agree with this, I swear to God. You want to you want to play? I I, 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 guarantee, I guarantee you, there's nobody that you know what. Malone, call Malone, call Malone, call Malone. Hey hey, no, he's right here. He's right here. Uh, who whose retirement whose retirement is bigger, uh, Dirks or Wade's? Whose whose retirement whose retirement year would be bigger, nigga? Dirk Nowitzki, oh, nigga, you heard him? Did you hear him? And and did you hear? Thank you, Malone. No no no, this is Photoshop. This is Photoshop. I told your ass. Bro. This, not, this is and, Photoshop. And I didn't give him no. I didn't give him no. I didn't give him no. No signal. Nothing like no, that. No, you gave him a little wink. I know you I did. Never, bro. I'm gonna turn I my camera on. I put it on. I put that on my mama, bro. Uh, I, I really can yell at. I'm, I'm not, not the only one, man. And I'm not gonna be there the only not, one. There are not. I'm not gonna be the only this. one. Listen, I'm not gonna be the only one tomorrow when we, when we, when, when the show drop. There are not people who believe this. Okay. There is, uh, I refuse just heard one. to believe. Heard two, me and him. I refuse to believe it. But but that's nothing against Wade, bro. No, no, See, that's, 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 that's everything against Wade. Too, <laughs> that, is, that is everything against hey, Wade. Hey, hey, Wade 316, this is about Wade 316, so I don't want to, we, we got off topic. It didn't take much to get you going, but it is what it is. I will swing at, you know. Are we, are we, are we done? Number five on our most anticipated so number five on our most anticipated NBA oh list. Hit these drums, please. <laughs> oh, this is fun. All right. Uh, on Twitter, this is going to be like the 958th rendition of it, but I never get tired of it. So let's go for 959. The annual point guard wars. Oh, point guys. You want to give them a list? Who 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 do you have as you know? as you, the main point guards this season? My main point guards this season? So there's a lot of people that I want to take a look at this season, whether they're superstars or NBA point guards that are on the come up. And I just want to see more of. Uh, one of them being uh, DeJounte Murray that, unfortunately, we just talked about, got yeah. injured, so we he won't be able to see him this season. List, but... Um, but there are plenty of others. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie just had an interesting quote this past this past. Um, 
few days or within the past week that says he feels like nobody can guard him. And I've liked seeing him in Brooklyn when the Heat play, play Brooklyn. They played <clears> them plenty of times throughout the season. Yeah. So that is a point guard that I will be taking a look at because I enjoyed Den, uh, Dinwiddie's game a lot. And I want to see him continue to thrive. No, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think more than D'Angelo Russell almost. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, they tried the yeah. shit out of him last year. <laughs> Playing, playing <laughs> hot potato with his ass last season, so he is now in Denver with no uh, Nikolai Jokic. Um, do you see anything coming from that, and, or do you think he'll just be moved again? I mean, I really hope that it doesn't become a sad situation where he just was it. Was up. it just a what kind of deal was it? He had a one-year, two-million deal with the Denver Nuggets, so it's only going to be one year. But I hope he doesn't just turn into an area where. He completely becomes way less productive than he was and it just like with his short stint in Cleveland, him. with his time yeah. in LA. I hear you. Even with his time in Sacramento. I don't want to see it. It's, it's almost like it's almost like you go from yeah, you go from like, you know, brink truck to like vet minimum. Tonka truck. But yeah. it's not his fault. Yeah, but it's, it's like not his fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Isaiah. So, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Outside of that, um, there's the usual names that I want to see, Lillard. We yeah. spent plenty of time with him last season. I want to see what he does. What does uh, he need to do to, to, to take his team to the next level? I just don't think there is a next level for Portland, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I'm with you. It's like, just I don't, bad. I don't really, what, else could, what else could be done? I think trying to get KD, uh, or was it Cousins? I'm sorry. KD's not going to no goddamn. Was it Cousins orange. that he was trying to convince to come over or something like that? I think they tried to to finesse somebody to make their way over to Portland yeah. uh, once. Hey, man, Portland's once. cool, though. Portland's cool, though. I don't I think know they how they play basketball with, there. But. I think they even flirted with trying to get Aldridge back um, over there into Portland, which would have been uh, pretty funny given the circumstances. But they're not, and it's mainly just the uh, – I mean. It's mainly just Lillard and CJ handling the other people that they do have, so – I want to see what he is able to do from his perspective and get his Thanks. game up, get his numbers up. I'm sure he'll be reacting to plenty of people's reactions on Twitter. Uh, so that will be entertaining throughout the season. But I want to see what he does. Outside of that, there's plenty of the others. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. out in Dallas, I want to see. Um, He's a hooper, straight hooper. Terry Rozier had his moment last season with Boston, all the way going straight all hooper. the way into game seven and then shitting the bed. Yep. So uh, he's still a baller. Yeah, he's going to have his moments this season. Uh, Who else? Who else? Who else? Lonzo Ball has been in very large amounts of talks uh, for the Lakers between himself and Rajon Rondo. I'm sure the media. I don't think I don't think he's winning that job. Sorry. As long as if if Rondo's giving out 11, 12 assists, Lonzo's not winning that job. Because and media will make it even more awkward and try and force a wage in between them. And and, oh, you already know. Yeah, you're try right. and make it even worse. So hopefully none of them bite for that. He has a spot. There. De'Aaron Fox this has to work. De'Aaron out. Fox and um, De'Aaron Fox ended up impressing me last year. He had a very, very defeating game winner in Miami last year that yeah. broke my heart. Well, not broke my heart. Man, plenty of other. Shout out De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox, holla at me. We trying to get De'Aaron Fox on the lookout. He loves Dragon oh, yeah. Ball Z. Yep. Yeah. Very big Dragon Ball fan. We ended up trying that for the lookout. So hopefully he's able to come through and talk some Dragon Ball with you and Meals this season. 
Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Drogic. I think Drogic had his All Star year last year, but I don't want to talk about Drogic. Am I not positive about Drogic? I don't even know who's going to be playing fourth in the next few days. But I want to get Look, my man. mind completely off these three weeks of waiting because of fucking Tom Thibodeau. And here's the thing: I saw, I saw Jalen Rose try and say that this Miami trade is not going to get it done for Jimmy Butler. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Think so. And you know what? I think I think Pat feels the same way too. You don't have to break this entire team apart. <clears throat> no. To try and get a Jimmy Butler. You should, but Jimmy you're gonna have Butler. to. But you're gonna have to to get him. I think I think that's been made clear. The price is high. And 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 that's and that's fucking stupid. That's what it is. No, it I, really I, I, I but I hear what you're saying, Mark, but I'm saying the price is high. What's really stupid is he, he hasn't showed up to practice. Played any preseason games? No. I don't care where he go and what we get for him. It doesn't matter, man. Just get him out. I don't. It doesn't. I don't care if it's y'all. He's trying to count his two K, bro. I just don't want him on the team. Like it's not interesting for me. I don't. What I, I don't want the season to start with this team that we have and we're missing a superstar and no mm-hmm. assets for him. I just want to get. You know what I'm saying? I want to get him gone. Get the new guys in so they can get ready. It's like, bro, this nigga's not even he. He's not even practicing. He's not doing nothing with the team. He didn't do no photo shoots, no nothing. I get it. I'm not asking him to do no photo shoots. I'm just saying, bro, man, like, if the trade can't get done, trade can't get done, but you under contract. <laughs> Tibbs, Tibbs cares about Jimmy Butler more than the Timberwolves, bro. You know what? Fuck Tibbs. I'm done on Tibbs. Yeah, it is what it is. Let's move. Let's move on, man. Or, or wait, do, do we still have some? We, we, we good? We have more, any more point guards? Um... Outside of that, there's John Wall. There's um, yeah, yeah, of course. I know we can't we can't not mention John Wall while Chris is going to come on later. Yeah, John Wall, Chris Paul. Um, yeah, yeah. Kyrie definitely want to see and what he does yeah. with Boston. The, the, the normal, the normal. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, just the normals. Okay, okay. So that'll be something that I am very ready to debate this season. Cool. Uh, number four in our most anticipated list for the NBA season is ooh more than an athlete. I'm ready for this. So the more than an athlete campaign, uh, a campaign that has thrived in the NBA more than it has um, any of our other leagues. Uh, A hashtag that was pretty much started by LeBron James after he was told to shut up and dribble. Now he has. Yeah, he branded it. He branded it. Yeah, now he has it. Now he has a brand. He has his voice. He has plenty of other voices within the NBA. It's lit. It's Uh, lit players and coaches that have had the ability to uh, voice their opinions on things that they care about within politics, uh, within things that they see in their everyday lives, um, not only as athletes, but as men, as black men. And that's going to continue. Yeah, no, this is like, man, what LeBron is doing is so good for the league and for our people. Mm-hmm. And, and just and for society in general, bro. Like it's just a really dope thing what he's doing. Yeah, Nike, I'm very happy to have that. You know, Nike. No matter what money is behind, it, I know Nike is gonna make money off of you know. But like, no matter what is behind, like, yo, it's still a it's still a good movement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The I'd love to see stuff. more voices hop on, more voices hop on that, and more people uh, 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 feel comfortable in voicing their thoughts and voicing their opinions because Adam Silver seems to be. Pretty keen on having it happen and, and, and pretty lenient on having it as long as it's um, anything that's not detrimental to the league. So right. we'll see how that goes this season. 
Number three on our most anticipated list is... <laughs> Ooh, the progress of Anthony Davis. This has been rumored as his uh, last, quote-unquote, last season in a New Orleans Pelicans jersey uh, due to the fact that he has signed on two clutch sports under Rich Paul. But not only has there been rumors of where he is going to go after this season, he was going to leave out of New Orleans. I think that this is a story that, or a player that is much more interesting to follow and see their growth than people have been for, say, Giannis. But maybe I'm in the minority on that. Um, yeah, man. AD is a, a top three player. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, the the, the Lakers stuff is interesting. Um, I, I, I don't think he's leaving. Yet, staying in New Orleans. Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually give you what 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 my man Malone told me, and it, it actually it ends up making a lot of sense for him to stay in New Orleans. Um, that's supermax, man. That's supermax. He can't get the supermax nowhere else, man. The supermax, so, the supermax is cool, but I feel like a lot of people have. I feel like athletes end up at this fork in the road and start trying to see, is it worth the money that sets you up financially through pretty much the remainder of your life? Or are you the type of athlete that would love to be playing at the end of June and receiving their NBA championship? No, man, he's taking that super max, man. He's, I mean, you're talking about passing 40, 50 million dollars. Like he's taking, he's going to take the super max, bro. He's how old is AD? Mark. Anthony Davis cannot be any older than 25. Bro, his last deal, 150 million. He gonna get a he gonna get 200 super max. And then he can still go sign another deal before he's 30. He turned 25 this year on March 11th. Oh, he's 25, bro. He's 25. Take the super max and then he gonna get another deal after that. And he can go to his, you know, desired destination. I'm just saying. I'm just you saying. Know what? You know, you know what I, I want, mean? You know what I mean? I want Anthony Davis to be that person. I, I know, want I, Anthony I Davis too. to be trust that me. person that trust wants me. to play in June. Like, Supermax is, Supermax is cool, and trust me, it's commendable. I liked seeing Paul George not uh, – I, I liked seeing Paul George get pretty tired with the media reports and mm-hmm. all, the, uh, on all the stuff of where he is going to be, and he right. just ended up – Staying with Westbrook and 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 doing his story on why he decided to continue with Oklahoma City, and that's a good story, right? But there aren't so many Anthony Davises in the world. No, there's not, bro. But I'm saying my, my point is him him sitting back and doing this doesn't necessarily. I don't I don't think it's going to hurt his career. I don't, and I think people have to. People are too busy about the city and him not wanting to be in the city and this this and that, mm-hmm. like. Bro, I don't understand. Did, did anybody else not watch the Pelicans last season? And I mean, be clear. New Orleans is going to hurt terribly when Anthony Davis is gone. Cousins I mean, is dep- now but, gone. But, but it depends how it happens, though. You look, you, Mark. Take the supermax. If you don't, if you, if things end up being weird later, a year later, two years, two seasons later, you ask for the trade. He's AD, bro. They're gonna respect. They're gonna respect the trade. You know. They gonna respect the 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 request. You know what I mean? Jeff, I don't know. 
bro, they're gonna respect the request, bro. He's done he at that point, he's done everything he possibly can for this team. He took the supermax. If it didn't work out in a year, two years, whatever, yo, I need to get out. He go to the go to the organization. I need to get out of here. This is where I prefer to go. He's AD. Like you say, he's a top three player. They're not just going to send him nowhere. And the value, he's, I mean, his value is ridiculous. Pelicans oh, they send him not, somewhere random? That'd listen, be crazy. I'd be hot. No, the Pelicans are not going to come out of this losers. That's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. Because mm. his value is way too high. His value is way, I don't even, to be honest, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. I don't even think AD would leave for the free. I think that's how much he respects the Pelicans. I really, I, I, I really believe that. I think people are just like, oh, it's the Lakers and you know all this extra shit, man. But it's mm. just like, yo, let things play out how they're supposed to. Like, just let it play out how they're supposed to. All right, we'll have plenty of time to talk about change teams, but now we have number two on our most anticipated list of the 2018-2019 NBA season. The drums are speaking, and number two is the Boston Celtics finale. And that's not necessarily speaking negatively on Boston and, and wanting no, to anticipate no, where they're when they're going to fall, but not at all. Not more at all. of an interesting aspect of when. Yeah. A lot of people have been very positive on the Boston Celtics uh, throughout this season. One of them, of course, being their star point guard, Kyrie Irving. He has had much to say about uh, the positive the positivity that he's received in Boston and his plans to re-sign in the summer of 2019 going into the 2020 season. But I'm very curious as to whether this ride that they're going to take this season ends in the conference finals or if it ends in the NBA finals in a negative aspect or even if it ends positively. Yeah. Um, The East, huh? The East. Uh, I have the them Tristan Thompson the East. ran East. Yeah, I have them coming out the East. As of as of right now, I really, I mean, yeah, they have the best problem that you can have, and that's um, a lot of talent. So everywhere. for now, we'll leave it at conference finals. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it yeah. at conference finals. I, I really am. I need to see how the rest of the East plays out before um, I really know what's gonna happen. But I mean, yeah, dude, I I think they're that good. I think, like I said, they have a really good problem, and it's having a lot of talent, a lot of people pieces to move around and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of trade value i mean dude they have so much value i think people forget it's not just about the fact that they have a really good team to go compete and win a, and win a championship they got a lot of value that they can spread and, 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 and trade if they need to and not blow up their team that's what's important yep you know what i'm saying because you can really pull up be like hey you know what i want this guy i want this guy here all right i'll, I'll put smart up i'll put jalen brown up is that enough <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. hell yeah, plenty, that's enough. Plenty, yeah, plenty of pieces I can play with to get <laughs> and not ball. ruin and not ruin your your squad. So, yeah, I think um, I like Horford. Um, I still like Horford as a power forward more than a center. Uh, so I know, like I said, I, we just got done talking about AD. I know there was AD rumors and shit like that, but like I said, AD is going to be rumored to everybody that is in the big market. Trust. Yeah, it's not, and it's not a coincidence. Because nine times out of ten, it's probably not a true rumor. It's just something that got made up because it's a, it's a big market. So, but Boston, man, yeah, Eastern Conference Final now. Yeah, thanks a lot, Brooklyn, you fucking idiots. All right, number <laughs> yes, one yes. on our most anticipated list. I don't even think we need the drums. We'll do them anyway because everybody knows what number one is: the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Western Conference. Oh man, so 
Uh, I'm going to start off by saying that LeBron going to the West is uh, bigger than him coming to the Lakers. And I just mean that from a perspective of what it's going to do to the league, uh, what it's going to do to competition, what it's going to do to free agency, trades. I mean, because he could have went anywhere in the West and he was going to affect it the same way. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that to disrespect the Lakers organization, but no, you know, nobody's bigger than the team. Right. So, but I, I'm just saying uh, the way that he's, he's going to shift the league. It's not, it's, it's just, we're, this is only the start. This is only the start. We've already seen a taste of like what this is going to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, things have already started to fall into place and, and it's going to be a reaction, man. It's back, bro. If the league gets what they want, the Celtics will be number one in the East and the Lakers will be number one in the West. So you're calling for the old school rivalry to come back. It, that is what this is about. I think everybody needs to pay attention to that. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. All types of money, man. Showtime versus Boston. Come on, man. With L.A. and Kyrie. Ky- Kyrie, which real quick, we should have talked about this with the point, the point uh, guard stuff. I'm glad he came out and said, you know, if they will have me, I plan on resigning next summer. I really, I got, I think that was really dope for him to do. I think more players should commit like that more. I know a lot of things are like quiet and different things happen. I just like how he's like, look, you know, this is where I want to play. This is where I, this is, I'm comfortable here. I love it here. I love what we have here. Uh, if the, if they'll have me, I will be here. Yeah, sorry, Don't you Kari, respect that? Yeah, I'll still have to see that first before. Uh... No, no, I, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But you have to respect it, though. I mean, he's literally he's committing. He's committing to the team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Like, I just think trades, man. You can, you get so you get so caught up with the rumors because they sound cool and they're you know and they're, they're different. And you're like, oh, Kyrie on the Knicks, or you know, Kyrie with playing with this guy and this guy. But, and then at the end of the day, Kyrie's at the house. Like, nigga, I'm about to be here for five more years. Yeah, it, it it ends the media circus, but you know what I mean. You know, you never know what could happen with no, but you never know. You absolutely, you like, absolutely never know. You absolutely never know. You're right. like, all right, right. I'm out of here. Right. Never say never. I'm just going. You know, I just think it's it's, it's respectable. But um, and I, and I don't see the NBA jobbing out the Warriors to get this Lakers Celtics uh, finals. But who knows? They could look. I mean, if they lose in the conference finals, it's going to be endless, endless, endless slander that I cannot wait for. <sighs> Big facts. But I'm saying it. Can't say it. I hear you, buddy. I hear you. Um, man, you think LeBron could take this team to the finals in the West? I'm going to say not yet. You say not yet? I say not yet as well. I do. I'm going to say not yet. I, I give it another season, though. I think his second season, he take, he's, he's running the table. I do. And Because, and, because and you, be- see, you, see, you see how much he's been talking about Ingram? Mm-hmm. He loves Brandon Ingram, bro, and that 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 scares Ingram me. Yeah, that scares Kuzma. me. Bro. That scares me, bro. It, it, it's a similar feeling when I thought um, the Cavs were gonna keep Wiggins, and I was like, oh my! I, like I was thinking to myself, like this man Wiggins is about to be coming up under LeBron. This is the last, you know what I'm saying? Like this is, but yeah, it, it's a similar feeling. I'm like, man, he's really he loves Brandon Ingram, so I think. That's something to look forward to. Uh, this mm-hmm. season, we'll probably see it bl- like we'll see it open up. But uh, LeBron's second season with the Lakers, that shit will blossom. Truly, 
Well, that'll be one thing that we will have to wait for. So keep an eye out for all of those topics amongst any other things that happen sporadically throughout the season. We will be the first to let you know our opinions on that. All right, so when we come back, we're going to have Chris Mack on with us. Hey. Chris is going to be discussing UFC 229 with us. Uh, yeah. A shocker pay-per-view for me just because I did not expect to like a UFC event that much. Uh, but hey, I mean, I shocker, ended up, shocker for me. I don't watch the UFC. I ended up liking it. Chris was watching it with me. We ended up discussing a lot of different points that we like for the UFC. So we will have that for you right after this break. So stay tuned. It's RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back right after this. I don't understand how people can talk about I jump on the cage, you know. What about he talk about my religion, he talk about my country, he talk about my father. He come to Brooklyn and he broke bus, he almost killed couple people. What about this? What about this shit? Why people talk about I jump over the cage? When you put him wrong way, he gonna tap, you know. What happened today? Like they call him two-time world champion, like two weight classes, but today he tapped. And that's why, alhamdulillah, belt is here, undisputed, undefeated, UFC lightweight champion. All right, we are back. RSPN on RNC Radio, episode yeah. four. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to everybody that uh, watched our Twitch last week. Uh, we started the REOP Gaming streaming last week for its debut episode on October 22nd. So uh, we played a little bit of Friday 13th. Friday the 13th on PS4 <laughs> due to it being uh, yeah. the good price of free. But thank you for everybody that watched. We're going to continue to have some content for you to watch as the REOP Gaming debut episode comes up on RNC Radio on October 22nd with Ampavelli and Devin Da Vinci. So stay tuned for that. As far as today goes, we have a special guest that is in the building to discuss the UFC 229 pay-per-view Chris hey. Mack in the building. Chris, how are hey. you? What's going on, y'all? What's up, Mark? What's up, what Jeff? up, bro? You know, what's up, RSPN world out there? I ended up stumbling on a very good show on Saturday night that I want to talk about. Mark texted me, man. He was like, hey, man, uh, UFC. I was like, huh? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> literally, bad. I think we have spent maybe two minutes in total on UFC in general throughout the entire couple of months that we've been recording. But I ended up getting drawn to the main event of McGregor and Habib. Dear God, I'm going to butcher this last name. I already know. Norma Hamadoff. I think it's Norma Hagadoff. All right. Norma Hagadoff. Don't mess up this man's name, man. Yeah, man. I respect them Russians. I respect the Russians. You know what I'm saying? Shout I, it's, not just that. Not, I got, I got it's not just that, man. You know, he got he got goons for real. Yeah, he's tied. He's tied. Yeah, he got ties. He got ties. He's affiliated, bro. Those those ties are are tied. Those type of ties. Once he said I called Putin up, I'm like, all right, nope, cut this off. Oh, it's more than just Putin, man. You already know that. You follow the build up to this fight. This, this guy's got some cell ties, man. Allegedly. But yeah, that drew that drew me heavy, and I wanted to go out and watch UFC 229 this past Saturday night. I ended up at a friend's house watching it, uh, watched it from the beginning, and I was thoroughly entertained. It's a good show. Actually, really, you know, it was one of the, speaking from a casual fan, 
point of view. You know, I follow mm-hmm. the UFC, you know, mainly their big shows, but I always try to keep attention to their shows, you know, from time to time. Always catch the major shows. This is one of the better cards I've seen um, this year. And we got like a moment in every single fight in the main card. And, uh, and I heard that the undercard was pretty damn good, too. Yeah, the undercard actually ended up being very entertaining. It started off with the women's strawweight match between Michelle Watterson and Felice Herrig. You, you said you, you followed her on Twitter a little while, a little while after, no? I mean, once you I found seen, an IG, uh, you found an IG. I learned the because they showed the preview packages before each fight, and oh, you, uh, you, they you know, ended off up the, off the preview package. They ended up showing Michelle Watterson, and they referred to her as the Karate Hottie, and I was like, wow. Chris, how did you feel about the, the women's strawweight match between Watterson and, and Herrick? I caught the tail end of it. Uh, I was I was trying to, you know, look for the show and went on when I caught on to watch the show. Uh, it was mm. pretty good as far as, like, you know, striking and Watterson's ground game. She's just a great all-around fighter. Aesthetically pleasing as well, but, you know, she really brings it to the, um, to the table when it comes to the <laughs> battle. And uh, it, was a, it was a fun fight. Uh, a good opener. Solid. You know, it got the job done. You know, it got the crowd invested. And, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, like, determined to win the strawweight title. So, you know, she's heavily in the running. Yeah, Watterson ended up winning by decision to defeat Herrig. But those kicks looked fucking lethal. I mean, I, I know a lot of these USC athletes train heavy, but those kicks from Watterson. Did you used to say athlete? Athletes. It sounds like you said athlete. You were a big horny, bro. All right. <laughs> All right, we got to boot. Chris, you heard that? All right, all right we, we got to put Jeff in timeout. We got to put Jeff in fucking timeout. Where's, where's, where's the timeout button on Jeff? <laughs> uh, the one thing that the the match that ended up catching not only my attention but a lot of uh, my friends' attention within the room, we ended up All waking up Twitter, waking up, waking up <laughs> plenty of people throughout our area. Um, was the heavyweight fight between Alexander Volkov and the Black Beast Derek Lewis? This was my first time seeing Derek Lewis in a heavyweight fight. And at first, I was kind of embarrassed because he was getting completely banged by Volkov throughout. The first two rounds, and even at the end of the third round, and I was like, damn, he's about to take a crazy L until literally the last few seconds of the fight where he hit a crazy hit that knocked Volkov directly to the floor, just left, right, left, right. One of those lefts, I think, connected with Volkov so crazy that his neck hit back, and it was like, holy shit. Don't even stay no, that, yeah, no, these, no, these these were crazy hits, Jeff. Like you have to like if you can if you can Google if you can Google the end of that Lewis Volkov fight, and I'm sure they have it on Twitter too. You will see this man's head yeah. tilt all the way back. It was a, it was a heroic comeback victory for Lewis, man. I, I believe he's the second great heavyweight in the division. Watching the fight, throughout, I was like, damn, he's getting destroyed here, you know, because you know he's coming off. He has a bad back. I believe he like is. I don't know if it was like. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly, but it's a bad vertebrae injury that he has. You know, he was already, you know, had bad cardio. And he was just getting, like, beaten by Volkov. Volkov was, like, the better fighter throughout. You can't couldn't count out Lewis because as soon as he takes that one swing, it's over. And mm-hmm. that's who he waited the entire fight until the very last 11 seconds to take that hit. And once he swung and connected... It, it was over. We knew it was over. Volkov went down. And the crowd erupted when he dropped Volkov. And I was like, God damn. This is like, we find out why he's like, you know, the number two contender now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already knew of Lewis. Like, I watched him fight. But I all, already knew about his personality. You know, he's known for having 
interesting post-fight interviews when he wins. And this took the cake. Like, the, the one that he had here after he won was just, like, stuff of legend. Like, this just made him, like, a cult favorite immediately. For a lot of casuals, I, I must say, uh, especially for, like, one Jabel Hill. Oh, yeah, Jamel Hill hopped on it instantly and, and even quoted some of the post game. Um, the UFC is known for a lot of people, uh, is known for a lot of people and uh, their character uh, that they try and bring before any of their fights. How important is it to have somebody like Lewis being that guy, especially in this division? He's unique, man. I see, you know, with, with the UFC currently, you know, it's been having a hard time of picking up a lot of a lot of entertaining draws out there. Uh, you know, like like a Conor McGregor or you know, do you think that comes John from? Jones. Who do you think that comes from? You know, just a lack of charisma. Is it, is it just right? Is it is it more of like because UFC has also added storylines and stuff like that? Oh yeah. Is is it because you know some of these guys weren't prepared to be necessarily characters as okay. well as real fighters or? Or what? It's not just even characters. It's just like, you know, fighters being being able to be themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like you got Lewis, man. This dude's from Houston, Texas, man. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 and his promo, it showed up in every single way, in every facet. And it was just remarkable to see, you know, someone that natural on the microphone and just, you know, the way that he soothes his own personality, you know, be that gravitating towards fans. And I would say that, you know, he, like Dana White should jump. Shouldn't pull the trigger just yet, but he should think on having Derek Lewis as a top guy going forward. Um, like I say, he has a bad back. There's, you know, who knows who, how long he's going to be able to last going forward, you know, in, in his career. But, you know, you still got Steve Miocic looking to have his um, heavyweight title shot rematch. You still have Brock Lesnar somewhere waiting in the wings for his match with Daniel Cormier. So it's, it's interesting to see where... Um, where they're going to go with this right now, but it might be, you know, Steve Bay versus Derek Lewis, you know, just to hold off for the um, DC Lesnar fight. But he's an interesting character. I, I, like with Lewis, you know, I, I, I you know, I, did, I don't want to be that guy that's, you know, that'll bring in, you know, uh, implications of race, but uh, there hasn't been really a black fighter in the UFC that really pulled in a lot of, um, a lot of um, fans that look like us, other than maybe Rampage Jackson and for a time, John Jones. Mm-hmm. They didn't work with Demetrius um, Jackson at all, or Johnson, Demetrius Johnson. Didn't work with him. We've yet to see anything going on with uh, uh um in the women's division right now. But uh, with Lewis, I'm like he's just entertaining enough that he you know that he has uh, a face for Hollywood, and and just the just the voice for it as well. So you know he can have a career outside of USC after this. After just looking at just the response on Twitter. With his promo, he he has a a unique star quality about himself, and I and I definitely like more fighters coming into these types of pay per views thinking about how they can draw in that regard. I know a lot of them have have been traditionally people who do not have much of a personality, who don't focus on much of the charisma and more of how they are about to survive this fight. Mm-hmm. But those who could dance and 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 do both that catches me a lot more than any talent who could really fight and be completely perfect and have X amount of knockouts, but just a complete bore afterward. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was definitely tributaries. You also got those guys who I'm sure have the mouth, but aren't that good. In the, in the and they get banged. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that happens. I mean, 
Yeah, that, that does happen a lot as well. I, I would say, well, if like Rashad Lewis in the tail end of his career, that was definitely that guy. What what have you thought about the reports that there is a possible uh, Lewis and Cormier fight for UFC 230 on November 3rd? Do you think that they would pull the trigger on that so quickly, or do you think that they pull that a little bit more down the line? Uh, I hope uh, I don't think they're going to go with that yet. Stipe, like I said, Stipe still deserves a rematch. You know, after losing the title to Cormier, and I don't know, they're they're withholding his match with the, whatever is going on with Brock Lesnar, and uh, who knows when you know his uh um Usada ban will um be fully lifted, you mm-hmm. know, and how long their a match between him and Cormier would take place. So, you know, Lewis, like I said, he's probably just going to be waiting a little longer, and if not, he's going to more than likely face um Stipe just to hold them both over at this time. I want to see some more from that dude. He ended up getting performance of the night at UFC 229. Might not have been the story of the night. He probably would have ended up being that if the main event did not end up going the way that it did. But shout out to Derek Lewis. I'm a fan. I want to see some more of him. Uh, the cooldown match for me, at least, was right after that. The light heavyweight match between Dominic Reyes and Ovince St. Pro. Uh, that was another decision match, but I was pretty much in and out of that. That ended up being my cooldown. It was okay. I mean, the, we're really what what made the what made the fight for me was um, Reyes knockout at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that, that that was the one that that pulled it away. Uh, Saint Pru was um he was in trouble earlier in the first round. Uh, you know he was getting beaten down heavily, but Saint Pru he's kind of had this underdog quality about him that you know he fights from under. Uh, it will stay in the fight, you know, whether it'll be three rounds or five rounds, like uh, what he did with John Jones not too long ago, um, a, a couple of years back. Now, but he definitely got knocked out <laughs> at the very end. Of uh, the bell saved him, so it mm-hmm. led to unanimous decision for Reyes yeah. uh, going forward. Um, but that that was a it was a pretty cool moment. But yeah, it was definitely like a cool down fight of sorts, you know, after uh, that amazing um, comeback victory for Lewis in the promo after. Now, that ended up following a very good match between uh, a lightweight bout between Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. Showtime. A bloodbath that I did not even, I was not even able to determine where the blood was coming from and from who. It was, because a, bloodbath. <laughs> it was a bloodbath and a spot fest, man. It was fucking Yeah, crazy. it was. Because <laughs> I was literally trying to find out, like, yo, who is bleeding? The blood was dripping from both competitors. And. You, for those who are pretty far away, you might not even be able to tell until you see the complete yeah. gash around Anthony Pettis's hairline. Yuck. It was nasty. If you were not able to see it, please take a look at it in any uh, form that you can from the OCC. You want us to look at it. I mean, it ended up being a, a, a brutal fight, even I'm before the gash. Yeah, it made you sound like he was like, hey, everybody, go check, <laughs> go check out not that for room. Real. Not for real. Go check that shit out. They were doing spin kicks and cartwheel kicks mm-hmm. <laughs> and Superman punches throughout those last two minutes. It was, it was just insane. Like, unfortunately, you know, it had the uh, Pettis end up breaking his right hand, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, at towards the end of the second round. And it had to end uh, as a result of that. But, damn, it was like really hitting its peak there with that uh, with that uh, with that round. It was incredible. If it went into a third, it probably would have ended like with knockout. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that would have went to a third round, I would have seen a knockout. I would have been like, holy shit. All right, forget the Lewis fight. This shit is insane. Yeah, 
know, but Anthony Pettis, though, he's been there forever, you know, with USC, and he's just somehow still managed to uh, still put on these fantastic performances. And Tony Ferguson, I believe he hasn't lost a fight. Uh, I believe, uh, I think he, um, he's, if I can, he is also I, ranked very high yeah, as well, yeah, right? He's, he's second high, in the yeah. lightweight division. Yeah, he's, I think, you know, let me check here. Uh, Ferguson's like, He's beaten a lot of guys, and like because he was formerly the light well, was formerly the lightweight champion at one point. Uh, I believe before the fight between uh, until, um, McGregor and McGregor. Habib, he should be yeah. right underneath Connor. Yes, be right under Connor, and uh, he's right now he's currently the number one contender going forward. Uh, but yeah, he hasn't lost a fight since um, his um, fight with um, Michael Johnson. Yeah, uh, because you know he ended up injuring himself before. Uh, you know, uh, in um last year, you know, which cost him to like drop the um, drop the uh, lightweight title because he was the interim champion at the time. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, he dropped the title, returned, and since then he's won like eleven fights, I believe. It was like eleven fights since you know his last loss against Michael Johnson in two thousand and twelve. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. shit was barbaric. Yeah. If you are not, if you are not, uh, if you get very queasy seeing even the slightest amount. Please do not look at this and, and blame me for trying to get you to watch it. No, no. Me don't right, care. Blame Mark. Blame it's Mark. Right, it's, I don't blame like me. I think it was right up there with Forrest Griffin and Stephen Bonner. Just like the, the excitement of those two just going to blows mm-hmm. towards the very end um, of their round. You know, and that that's actually still, that ring's still, that's like my favorite fight ever in the UFC. It was uh, Bonner and Griffin. Because that was a fight that got me into the UFC. <laughs> And I ended up liking the respect between Ferguson and Pettis at the very end, even after yeah. they almost tried to bash each other's brains in, ended up raising each other's hand um, and showing that respect for each other at the very end of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if it wasn't for, you know, Ferguson, you know, Ferguson should be the number one contender here. You know, at, you know, as a result of the Habib-Connor match, we don't know what's really going to happen there. Hmm. He should be the number one contender, but if there's a rematch um, in um, down the line, I definitely will be looking forward for a Pettis Ferguson rematch. Yeah, rematch might be something that I'll need to take a look at whenever it happens down the line. Maybe I'll take a look into another pay-per-view. But our main event of UFC 229 was, of course, the match that was months in the making with plenty of controversy between Habib and Conor McGregor. Um, Let's go down the timeline of what even led to some of Conor's comments and of what he said about Habib, relating to Habib, uh, the bus incident, anything relating to why Habib felt the need to beat his fucking head in on Saturday night. Oh, well, so there's a lot. Uh, even, like, I still, like, my, my whole storyline is vague on it as well. But the main portion of it is, you know, Conor McGregor and um, Habib has had a long withstanding hatred for one another since, yes, the uh, the tour bus incident at uh in um during in New York City, which uh Connor was like he damaged the tour bus, almost injured a few fighters in the process, and uh and injured a couple of civilians as well, and it did throughout that buildup, uh Connor has insulted uh his religion because you know he's a he's a Muslim, uh mm-hmm. Russian Muslim, he insulted his father. He insinuated that one of his trainers was a terrorist snitch. A terrorist, a terrorist snitch, snitch. Which is, jeez. Uh, which he may or may not have been. But still. It's alleged. But yes, he, he went to some great lengths to uh, 
verbally abuse um, Habib building up to this fight. And now, um, it you know, built in now here we are, you know, Habib, so the, the interim lightweight champion, Conor against Connor in his first fight in UFC in over two years. Uh, you know, he and since you know he last lost to uh, Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. uh, and now he's coming back home, the king's back, you know, he's here to reclaim his throne. And he got his ass beat. How much does that speak to to Conor McGregor being able to disappear for two years and still be the top draw in UFC? Well, that's all because Dana White can't create other stars, you know. Um, and you know, it Dana just lets him do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know? So, do you think so, Dana uh, fears I, losing him at, at a certain point? I mean, I know he allowed him to be able to fight Floyd, but do you think he fears losing him to anybody else? Like Vince McMahon, uh, one of the legends <laughs> named Vince McMahon. He should fear uh, it at some point. Yeah, he should. Uh, but I yeah. feel like you know, if he could get a cut at the bag, he's going to be all right with it. And yeah, that, that, there you go. With the Floyd fight, with the Floyd fight, that 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 happened. And I feel like what was going on with Rock and and even with Ronda, you know, he's one hundred percent happy with it as well. But uh, so as long as you know, he could be able to uh, you know get a little percentage of whatever he can with a with um with a Conor McGregor if or when he decides to go to WWE uh he's all right with it you know and Dana will be able to steal and siphon whatever creative genius or whatever creative storyline that has been buried 20 years ago in the WWE lexicon and bring it into UFC like he did the other night Connor has had his back and forths with a lot of wrestlers relating to uh, the 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 fun that he pokes at, at almost being above doing professional wrestling. But from what I've seen and from what I've understood of Connor McGregor, he doesn't seem like the one to necessarily say no to a bag. And Vince McMahon and Triple H have just a whole be trolling, lot of man. He'd be trolling, man. There's a whole lot of bags for him to say yes to over here on the in the WWE. So maybe if that is provided i think he'll run a couple of those comments back oh yeah i mean, I mean it, does he did he seem like the type of person who want to travel with uh with that type of schedule well connor yeah i'm not too sure they probably make him a super part-timer right that's what i'm that's yeah. what i'm thinking like there's no way he would be doing shows weekly bro yeah if he if he, if he were to come <laughs> on and say this has been my yeah if he were to come on and, and pull a ronda and say this has been my lifelong dream i don't think yeah he'd buy it Right, Ronda. Yeah. She's always had that interest, even when she was within the UFC, and 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 being very interested in Roddy Piper and and all the other uh, 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 wrestlers that she was able to watch. But from Connor, <laughs> seeing his attitude yeah. toward professional wrestling in general, um, yeah. that's going to be a draw. I would love to hate Conor McGregor in the WWE. In the UFC, oh, it's just entertaining and it's and it's funny because it's trolling. He's doing the Vince McMahon rock around the octagon, mm-hmm. but in the WWE, that is literally. The perfect heel to hate. Yeah, I, I could see him being a bona fide heel, you know, in WWE compared to uh, his uh, persona in UFC, you know, because he he's he's one that looks like he's there just for the money, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like he's he is a miniature Brock Lesnar, but you know, more annoying and he could talk. <laughs> it, it, you know, and I feel like you know, just in case you know, when he's done with UFC, which he's not at this time because he looks like he's looking. For another rematch of Habib, yeah, uh, he will. He would just be there for the bag, and he will be only at the big events. And you might even see him in Crown Jewel 
part four or something like that. Him pulling up in Crown Jewel, even after these comments, holy <laughs> shit. That might be ten times worse than seeing a one-night stand. That that might be ten times worse than seeing a one-night stand. They might have to cut the show off. Man, he might not make it out alive, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> they might hop the gate on his ass, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> For those who had watched the main event, you saw Habib completely destroy Conor McGregor uh, with just hits and hits throughout those first three rounds. Um, there were a lot throughout the first two rounds where it's just a lot of tiring holds trying to take him out, take a lot of his energy out, put Conor in a grounded state so that the grounded pound can be a whole lot easier. But it ended up getting back to uh, uh, it ended up getting back to a standing state where. Um, Habib was able to knock him down, and that was the first really ooh of the night. Uh, Conor McGregor just continued to eat hands, eat hands, and eat hands until he eventually tapped out in the fourth round, which kept Habib undefeated and still the undisputed. Oh, oh, hold, hold, hold on, guys. Hold, hold on, guys. Um, listen, uh, uh, I just got some breaking news here. It is from ESPN. Uh, Daniel Cormier and Derek Lewis are in talks for a heavyweight title fight at UFC 230. There it is. The third in New York City at Madison Square Garden. Dana That's it, White man. That's did not it. Fucking waste time. <laughs> he jumped. Uh, yeah, he didn't he, waste time he, with it. You know, kudos to Dana. You know what? Kudos to him. You know, I'm happy for this. Yeah, this is good. This is great news, man. Because you know, uh, Daniel needs to, to fight anyway. He needs a title defense, and mm-hmm. and Dana needs to strike with the irons hot with Lewis because who knows when that back is going to give out completely on him. Uh, yeah, this is this is the fight to do, man. Let let these two guys just slowly move around and slog around the octagon until one of them just lands that one big haymaker. That's the type of fight I want to see. And it's you know, and it's two brothers, man. You know, you know, uh, I think Daniel's going to be looking like the cornball here compared to Derek during this whole buildup. But it's going to be nice yeah. to see. <laughs> yeah, I think that reaction uh, from social media on that Saturday night after that fight of him coming completely back really helped Lewis a lot. So I'm glad that Dana was able to see that and reward, um, Lewis with a fight against Cormier for the belt, uh, on November 3rd, if he does do he, it, he's pulling, he's pulling it. He's actually moving like fence. Now it's like, he's got to make these fights now Yep, immediately to the next match, <laughs> going right into the next month. If you're still 100%, 90%, you're going to fight the next month. <laughs> All right, so Connor, so Connor taps out. Uh, it ends up being very huge. Uh, any of the Connor naysayers started jumping up and down on the yeah. timeline. Habib starts yelling at him. I think even spat at him, which the camera didn't get a very good view of at first on the uh, pay per view. But he ends up winning. Uh, he gets up, celebrates, and starts pointing outside of the octagon. Starts yelling to somebody out on the side. That ends up being. Uh, Conor McGregor's training partner, which is Dylan Danis. He hops over the octagon as if it's fucking parkour and does the craziest drop kick to the outside and just starts fighting in the crowd. Looks like a now, violent album cover, man. The, the UFC commentators it really, it really start, was. It really was. The UFC commentators start shooting themselves like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I start standing up like, what is going on? Didn't he do like I, a double stomp? He did like a double yeah. stomp? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like a double stuff. He went low key on those guys, man. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is he going on here? Draw right after that fight of of making Connor tap out, starts fighting Connor's training partner. Connor tries to hop the octagon. Somebody else gets in his way and tries to make sure that he does not try and hop in. 
Connor hits him, mm-hmm. and then after that he gets down. He and gets mollywalk, man, man. And then two men <laughs> run in <laughs> to beat Connor's ass again. <laughs> He eats like two hits, and one of them ended up being a, a UFC featherweight that was already fighting in the UFC. But now, after hearing of Dana White, he's banned, and all hell's just breaking loose. It ends up sounding like the end of a fucking pay per view. And I'm like, yo, as much shit as people, as UFC fans talk about the WWE, this is that was that right was here. that was a pay per view ending. That was that, that was the pay per view ending, man. Like, else, I was fucking Royal Rumble, like before the Royal Rumble. How do you how 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 do you end up receiving all of that on Saturday? What was your initial reaction? Man, I thought that was lit, man. When I saw that happen, like when Khabib went over the, the top of the octagon, I was like, "What is?" Going you said you on thought here? it was lit. I mean, it was. Yes, lit, man. But like it was lit. Man, like, but I was I was fearing for my man Aubrey, man. I didn't want Drake to get hit out. <laughs> oh man. yeah, first Montana was having the time of his life. Seeing that. that he was I right there. That. But look, as soon as, as soon as I saw as soon as I saw Drake came out with Connor and I saw dude jump, I was like, "Yo, where's Aubrey, man? Where's Aubrey?" You <laughs> thought he was gonna bang Drake? I, I can't have him bang on Drake, bro. I can't have that, bro. Yeah, I got banged that night. Oh my god. <laughs> Twitter would not. Oh. Yo, Twitter would still be on fire today. Man, I, I think he ran for his life, man. If anything, if he was that close to the action, he probably ran for his life. But I was fearing for everyone else out there in the crowd. You know, with that much chaos around, who knows who probably snuck in toting heat or whatever, man. That would have been too much insanity. Yeah, there was plenty of, of uh, negative backlash on the security of UFC 229, despite Dana saying, uh, uh, reporting that they were already prepared for something to happen at the end of UFC 29, just off how they were promoting it leading up to the fight. So that is kind of alarming to me as to how that completely shit the bed once uh, Habib hopped over the octagon. Yeah. But the camera ends up going back into the octagon. Once Habib comes back in, Dana White says that he is not putting the uh, championship back on Habib's waist because if he champions him, there is going to be plenty of pelting from the crowd. And he did not want to do that, and he was concerned about people's security. So they walked out. They protected Habib as fans pelted a whole bunch of shit on him. And um, we ended up having the post game where three people were taken out uh, due due to the hits that they did on Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor did not um, press any charges, and we were left with Dana White saying that this is a terrible, terrible event that happened within the UFC at the end of this pay-per-view. But uh, did he really have to pretend there? Did he really have to pretend that this was really a black eye? I think people see the UFC as pretty much a barbaric I mean, state yeah. in the first place. I mean, don't, 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 don't uh, the old man like Tony Kornheiser or Michael Wilbon still look at it as barbaric? Like, this is, this would be nothing new to them. I think I, I just listened to Stephen A. Smith earlier today. Uh, he thought that, um, you know, he understood what was happening there. You know, he understood why um, Habib was going on and take on Connor's crew like that. But he was in the wrong. You know, and mm-hmm. you know, in some ways, yeah, Habib was in the wrong there. He even admitted himself that he was out of character there. But he felt like, you know, it was necessary for him to do, considering that, you know, Connor talked about his religion, his family, his country. And, yeah. you know, he was looking, that was pride. He had to defend that. You know, he comes from a place where, it's a matter of life and death every day for him. You know, it, it, is just, it was just no laughing matter, plain and simple. 
Yeah, and there's you know, a video of Connor. <laughs> there's a video of Connor eating hits, and at the end of the round, Habib was like, "Yeah, let's talk now." And Connor's literally saying, "Yeah, it's just business." I'm like, "You can't do that." I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think Habib is seeing this from a business perspective. Even if he makes two million dollars off of this fight, he, he he ended up not even getting his his win bonus because of what he had yeah. did afterward. Mm-mm. But even after that, he's he's not viewing this as just business. This is personal, man. It's personal for him, you know. And even if Connor was, you know, just doing this to you know, to make money, man, there's always going to be consequences for your actions, no matter what. Uh, and shit, you know, shit just happens, so. all. And yeah. you, you know, it's it's reprehensible as it was, you know, and, and two wrongs still make a right and whatnot. But that that yeah, Connor, happens Connor. right there. Connor, Connor ends up making his $3 million and he his, mm-hmm. he's able to move forward, but now he's asking Dana White for an immediate rematch. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, he still hasn't got paid, though. He still hasn't received his $2 million. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild, though. So, you know, I mean, I would have that rematch. I'd be pretty, fr- like, I'd be pretty frustrated if yeah. I ain't got paid yet. Now just yeah, kiss would- somebody's ass. I wouldn't accept that rematch if you not you don't get his money. Hell no, I don't accept the rematch. You gotta, yeah, he, you gotta get your bread, man. You gotta get your bread. He just put his life on the line. Yeah, all he just all. made the star all of the UFC all. tap out. Yeah, all in all, and that, and that. But shit, he just put his life on the line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, literally, he put get his paid, life on man. The line, man. Get, get your money, man. And Dana White is is understandable of a lot of the people who liked what Habib did on at the end of saturday night but now he's worried about the 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 state of nevada and what they're going to think of what he did afterward and putting a lot of fans in in danger and fans in trouble i think that's fair though i mean that's fair because he's got he's got to he's got to think about the consequences next time he walks out there Mm -hmm. what what is going to happen there's a lot of legal issues that's going to stem for this yes bro you know so dana's just trying to play peacemaker here but you know he loves this shit man you know, he, he, he can't say it, but, yeah. but you yeah, know. he's sitting there at the end, like, with, damn near with a smile on his face, telling Habib, yo, I'm not going to put his belt on you. Camera's literally in Dana's face, picking up all of the words that he's saying. Like, you know, Dana, Dana's officially, he's tr- fully transformed into Mr. Man right in front of us, you know, this whole thing. You know, he got on first take immediately after. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, earlier today, just discussing the whole ordeal. Like, this is, this is, this is, Definitely a straight up PR run for him. Building up to the Madison Square Garden show next month. And at this you know, point, he's I'm not top that. Yeah, and at this point, I'm not even that that upset about him trying to act like this is not what was in plan. Because truthfully, now I'm interested in 2:30. Mm-hmm. So I'll end yeah. up seeing how that plays out in Madison Square Garden on November 3rd. Now that we've had the breaking news that uh, Lewis and Cormier will be fighting for the championship. On that date, uh, we'll see how they treat these next few months of Conor McGregor uh, taking his uh, rehabilitation if he does decide to rehab for a very long time and see if he can fight <laughs> Habib again for that championship. But until then, Habib's still undefeated, still undisputed, and, he's, and he has every right within these next few months, even within the next year, to talk shit. Yeah, no doubt about that. Damn, I cannot believe it. Am I liking UFC? It sounds like it, bro. Hey, it sounds bro. like I mean, no, ain't nothing wrong with it, bro. Right I mean, now, if it, if it big shows, shows, big shows, that's, that's big awesome. shows only, you know. Uh, ain't like, wrong I, I, I am definitely looking forward to uh, UFC 30. Now, now, they, UFC 230. Now, um, in Massacre Guard, now with Lewis, if Lewis and Cormier is confirmed, 
they finally have a main event going into this show because they had nothing uh, <laughs> for the past few pay per views. They had no, they had nothing for this show for the last few months. Oh wow! Uh, I still, I, I yeah. still need more, man. I still need more, man. I need more character development. I need more something to interest me. I don't really well, like even even when it comes to like. You know, like uh, like world star fights and shit. It should never interest me. I don't know why. I've I, I don't. I have no idea why. <laughs> world star cops. <laughs> we appreciate having you on, Chris. Make sure to follow Chris Mack at Rappers Are Actors on Always Twitter. A pleasure. Yes, sir. Um, any other things that you'd like to plug, real quick, Chris, as we have you on? Uh, uh not much. I just a uh, shout out. Um, go on russellstone.com. You know, I'm a news writer there. Uh, nice. You know, do that. You know, I do break news from time to time during Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Currently, the May Young Classic as well. Yes, uh, definitely. Do, so I do some freelancing here and there. You know, whenever I get a chance, I'm right for the chair shot. Just recently, did a piece on um, Pac uh, returning to Dragon Gate and how wrestling fans are being fickle and mm-hmm. not understanding. You know, and being considerate of the needs of the wrestlers or any of their favorite wrestlers now. Uh, so that's a it's a pretty fun read. Uh, I suggest you guys check that out. Uh, I do a little bit of rap writing from time to time too. In the boombox, uh, I've been trying to pitch more to Double XL, but I think he leaves me on red. So you know, I'll, see, <laughs> I'll see. Uh, I'll see where that takes me. But you know, right now I'm just trying to you know keep my head above water, man. That's what it is. That's beautiful, man. Thank you for coming through. Um, before we head out, um, soldier moments. Shoulder moments between myself, Jeff, and you as well, Chris. If you have any, <laughs> if, if, if you have any that made you hit one of those, my shoulder moment for the week is uh, the sixty-three yard field goal that got kicked oh, wow. off the Giants. On Actually, that, that's my hum moment right there. The Dallas Cowboys choosing to punt in overtime when they had one yard to go in fourth mm. down. <laughs> Only yeah, I don't four, know. Deshaun that was a, that was crazy. DeAndre Hopkins to drive the ball down and hit a game-winning field goal to end it, and I'm like, wow, you know, like I renounced my fandom of the Cowboys a while ago <laughs> for the season, and this is just really that did it. Now, uh, yeah, Jason Garrett needs to be fired. Um, mm. Like this offense is ass. We have mm. no receiving core whatsoever. Okay, and. And they don't trust, like, they don't trust Ezekiel. You know, mm. I, mean, I understand why people don't, like, you know. Go ahead, like Chris. Ezekiel's let that shit out, bro. Let that shit out. Have a, but, like, just let him run. Just let him I do get his it. thing, man. I get it. I get it. You know, I mean, he's, he's got to eat, man. And, and you know, we got to trust in Dak. Like, you know, give him a shot, you know, because, you know, if they don't trust in the offense, you know, he's not going to have any, have any confidence whatsoever. But the team is fucking terrible now, man. It's 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 a it's a wasteland. It's like every time we take two take st- take a step towards progress, take five steps back, and I don't know, man. It's like it, something's got to change, man. Something has to change, but it, it won't. So therefore, you know, I'm just gonna be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm not watching another game. It is what it is. You know, well, I, I'd rather watch the Falcons play and watch them lose every week, so I don't gain three sacks now. You know, so, but shout out to Patrick Mahomes, though. He's cool. You he's know, a beast. Uh, he's a beast, man. You know, he just be doing wild shit, and it works. Like, we need more quarterbacks like that. Well, Jeff, your soldier moment? My soldier moment 
is going to uh, J.R. Smith and Mark Smart. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwing hands somewhat. Um, J.R. Smith laughing in Marcus Smart's face as he wanted the hands. Yeah, like, like just – just two of the wildest niggas in the league, and then Marcus Smart, his his post his post interview was hilarious. So, man, that was that was just come on, man, y'all too old for that shit. Well, yeah, man. Like from my that, fun, from, go ahead. Uh, yeah, that the whole like cast. You know, I don't know what to think about this team going forward into the season. Uh, but Tristan Thompson, Jr. Smith doing all they can to keep them relevant, man. You know, just yeah. talking all that shit and. It, I mean, but they, they, they backed it up. I mean, in the preseason, they backed it up against the Celtics. So that, that says more about Boston than it says about them. You know, I'm like, you had all the opportunity in the world just to shut those guys up. And they, they be just having Sam Ducker cook up Jason Tatum, man. That, that's just damn embarrassment. It's a shame. Yeah, the Heat just got their first win last night. So, unfortunately, I can't talk too much. But we won't uh, we won't focus too much on uh, the woes of the Miami Heat just yet. Uh, yeah, man, yeah, they got their first win. Yeah, are they going to get their second win sometime this week? Oh, if Tom Thibodeau will hurry the <laughs> fuck up. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. uh, I don't have too many shout-outs. Uh, Shout-out Buddy Murphy uh, winning the Cruiserweight title out in Australia uh, this past weekend. That was a really good match with Cedric Alexander. Um, any shout-outs to anybody else? Uh, Shout-out me. All right, shout-out Jeff. Chris, anything? Shout-out Sheck West. Mud boy. Uh, oh, Mud boy was so hard. Uh, I, 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 not, I can't say I'm a big fan of the album, but that shit is really good for like 2K, man. Like that's it's a, definitely a basketball, Dykeman Park type of uh, album to bump onto, man. Uh, and like Kyrie is like Kyrie and Wanted. Bro, bad, bro, I've been playing man. Wanted nonstop since Friday. I had to slow down. I had to slow down on it. There's a, there, there's there's a couple of things I haven't been revisiting. But definitely wanted Kyrie, a few other things from the first half. I think the last two those, songs those, of the end. Those ESPN production assistants better, you know, make good use of that song, you know, whenever the Celtics play. <laughs> you think they're going to play the song going by Re? <laughs> 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 all right, we're out, man. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Uh, the 16th starts the NBA season. Next week, we will have our good RNC affiliate and friend of the show, Cameron Hay, on with us uh, to usher in the NBA season. And we will tune in with you more after that. I love me. Peace out. All right, later, y'all.
RSPS, season two, season two, stupid, 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 stupid.